Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Macanair Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen.
now. Lord, I wanna be your favorite child. So I'm coming closer and closer to you. By your side, can I kneel down in your presence? I am coming close to you, Lord. I'm coming closer and closer to you. I'm trying to feel your presence now, Lord. I wanna be your favorite child. So I'm coming closer and closer to you, Lord. I'm coming closer and closer to you. I'm trying to feel your presence now, Lord. I wanna be your favorite child. So I'm coming closer and closer to you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the high point of the service always is the point at which we hear from our father, from our bishop, and today is no different. And we, we are privileged to have a pastor who tells us the mind of God. He doesn't filter it. He doesn't twist it. He doesn't cook it. He just serves it to us exactly as God wants him to serve it to us and that is one of the marks of a prophet that he speaks the mind of God whether it pierces you it soothes you it rubs you the wrong way is coming for you so ladies and gentlemen today as we celebrate his birthday I want you to join me on your feet with a shout with a clap you're even free to bounce around and join me and let's welcome to this pulpit Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh, go, come on. Make some noise, redemption. Good morning. 
Wow. I want your hand clap to be louder for the creative arts in this church. Clap your hands for the choir, the dancing stars, the film stars, the saved choir, the saved team, their teachers, the new believer school. Clap your hands for everyone, the media, airport stars, ashes, and I want you to know that this service has very few, if any, equals in Accra. Redemption. There is there is so much power in this service that you can easily not know what to do with it. This is a place where destinies are shaped. Destinies are shaped. And I'm very happy that you are represented here not by your former boyfriend but by yourself and this redemption service is going to grow and grow and grow we are going to and that would not, it's not just going to be redemption, but the other services. We are just about to launch into never seen before evangelism and outreaches. And I want everyone to be a part of it because there is something for your life in that season we are about to enter and uh, this afternoon I want to ask you to help me to appreciate Bishop Kobe for the amazing work he's doing in this cathedral This service is his baby. And there is so much about this service that is very different from other services. And that is why today, as I celebrate my birthday, I have nothing else. I mean, I'm not preaching because it's actually past time. So the little time, few minutes I have, I want to use it to launch 
yet again. A letter written to us by our pastor. And the title of the letter is If You Love the Lord. And I want you to please sit down as I launch it before we give our offering and close. There is there there are about 40 to 45 reasons why you need to have this. Unfortunately, there are just six <laughs> six copies. So what it means is that we are going to print a lot of it and make sure you have it. This book is a summary of Christianity. If you are told to summarize Christianity and your life in Christ. In fact, Jesus said it. Why am I even trying to present it as if I'm preaching something new? He said, the law can be summed up which is an old English way of putting the word summary. The commandments can be summed up in one commandment. And what is it? Thou shalt make money in the bank. Thou shalt marry the man of your heart. What is the summary of the law? Sorry? The whole law Galatians 5.14 can be summed up in this one command and that is what? Try to finish your PhD. None of them. The whole law is summarized in this book. All the laws Don't steal, don't murder. So anyone who masters the subject of, let me read again, Galatians 5.14. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Next. Give me, let me finish. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. It's amazing in my, in my experience, Bishop Kobe. The, the books Bishop has written, the most powerful ones are slim. Is there something in being slim? Is it possible there's some power in being slim? I don't know. Sorry? There's no power in being slim. Lady, what do you say? Is slim powerful? Slim is very powerful. 
<laughs> Matthew what? 22.36 Mighty Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart. (laughs) With all your soul and with all your mind. But I want you to take me back to the summary of the commandment. 5.14 And the summary is love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. The reason why the summary is loving your neighbor is that your neighbor is an appropriate representation of your work with God. Walking with God has disappointments. Walking with God is painful. Walking with God is difficult. And all this, walking with God is challenging. And all these things are in your neighbor. Yes. Your neighbor, and remember, I didn't say your neighbor alone, yourself. Yes, you are difficult. You are disappointing. You are so complex. Can't you see? Many of you don't even understand your own self. Yes. How many of you don't understand yourself? Uh, Yes, you are not alone. Paul couldn't understand himself. I mean... So he ended by saying, what a wretched man I am. The things I must do, I don't do. The things I must not do. Now, you are in the picture because, you see, loving the Lord has a lot to do with loving people. Including yourself. Including yourself. So anyone who comes to God and claims a relationship with God and doesn't love his neighbor is a liar. It's a liar. Now, let me end by addressing your complexity. 
you are very complex. You see, as we are here, praying, singing, and so on. There are some of you here Since the service started, you have had impure thoughts about a girl or two. I'm talking about some boys. Um, I, I, I would like you to relax so that I launch the book well. As we are here, in spite of the long dresses they are wearing, some boys have managed to turn the long dresses into Underwear. Okay, since you don't want me to preach, I would like to come to just just launch it and let's go. Please just launch it. I'm addressing your complexity. Some of you are going to marry soon. Wives will marry. You see a wife. Say complex. Who will be in a room alone with God? The door is locked. You can hear that she's crying in the room. Worshipping God. Speaking. Talking. Loving God. And when she opens the door, shouting at... The next thing after crying in God's presence is shouting at the house help or shouting at the so you, 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 you any moving object and you wonder that I thought that weeping and being in God's presence would calm you down a little say complex there are a couple of beloveds in this service who at least there is one guy in a relationship in this service you are having there is a guy here who has regretted beloved losing his beloved because of a dress he has seen another girl in the guy is somewhere here on this side this here So he's, as I'm preaching, he's not listening to me. He's devising a way of bringing up an issue to end the relationship. Say complex. Now, that is how I am. And that is how you are. By our nature, especially as a young person, by our nature, you think of how many people have contributed to your life. You think it's just your father and your mother. It's your father, your father's uncle, your father's father, your father's auntie, your mother's great-grandmother. Some of you sitting here, you, you, you look exactly like your great-great-great-great-uncle. Uncle. But you never saw him. Even your grandfather hasn't seen him before. But he is the one. He was in the forest in 1720. 
and he has appeared here at redemption. <laughs> in 20... <laughs> 22. You may think I'm joking. You, you are comp- I'm, I'm addressing your complexity. Now, so you are a bag of problems. As you are sitting in church in your bow tie, you are carrying your mother's ability to quarrel, your grandfather's ability to have six women at the same time. Grandfather. I shouldn't say these things. I shouldn't say. You are, no, I'm, see, I mean, it's a very handsome, please tell me, I'm seeing. Handsome. I mean, if I was a girl looking for a guy, I would easily fall in love with this guy. Oh, yes. But you see, when you see him like this, you will know that he is battling in him his quarrels, womanizing, an uncle who is an alcoholic. So he has in him a predilection for alcohol. The tendency to be an alcoholic is just a tap away. Now, all these are possibilities. Mommy, mommy. Yesterday, I saw a link somewhere that, and you see, when I'm preaching, I'm using him as an example that he has, what did I say? For alcohol, his, his, grand, his uncle has what? Six wives. No, he had one wife with six women in addition to the wife. And what else have I said about him? Yes, quarreling, quarreling. A man, but you see him doing this as he's quarreling. Now, when I say these things, you may think that I am making up stories to make the preaching nice. Not so we call them preaching windows. Not true. Not true. Yesterday, I chanced upon a link somewhere of a pastor, a reverend. I don't want to go into the details. So I will say a pastor and a reverend, but there's more I could say. Who has just been arrested as an armed robber? You may think uh, because I'm growing old, I talk a lot. I'm just launching a book. Look at where I'm passing it. So. But no, no. So, so I sent a text. To one of my bishops and asked them. So as, so as he was walking around as a pastor and a reverend, he had armed robbery in him. So I asked him a question that what is it that we also have in us that is yet to come out? Or you don't understand the English language. And what is it that will bring it out? 
Now, it is on this foundation that I am launching this book. Because you may not know that as you sit here, there are many things you like. I mean, you are primed and you are, you are, you are prepared genetically. Some of you, it is a copper-colored girl who will end your marriage one day. Because all the men in your family have fallen through copper-colored girls. But when I say this, you think I'm joking. Till I give you names. So as we are here, and I like the scripture Bishop Kobe gave me from Matthew. Put it up again. Go back to 36. Yes, I'm coming to that. See, as we are here, some of you even standing are going to, by the time you die, you'll be an alcoholic. No, keep standing. <laughs> some of you standing in two, three years' time may be in jail for some fraud. We cannot today imagine that it's possible with you. Some of you girls who have come to stand here in the. Uh, on the stage singing nicely in about seven, seven, seven and a half, but I think seven, not seven and a half, seven, by around seven years from now, today, you will have children with married men. You, you, you are sitting here around a sister who is going to be a lady evangelist or a prophetess, but you are among them, but you don't even know yourself. That, but because you see, the genetic code is also timed. Yes, but th- that that in six years you will morph into a, a a woman who is into married men. It's called gene expression. In case you want me to, it's called what? Gene, gene expression. So as we are sitting here. Looking like reverends and singers and instrumentalists and pastors and, and, and ushers and dancers. There is, there is evil in us. Some of you are going to soon, you are going to start going near pornography. Some of you are going to, there nothing less than 15 homosexuals are in this service I'm preaching. Who do, who, who if I point them out, they themselves will, 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 they won't believe it. We have, and I'm not an old man, we've had members, girls in our church, on, in the at service I have pastored, who today, girls who are singing, doing shepherding work today, they are there's an English word they are, they, are, they, they are promoters 
of lesbianism and women's rights and a woman shouldn't need a man and it's just it's woman to woman it's like if you go to their social media uh, 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 platforms and handles they are promoters of lesbianism but when they sat in the church you would never have believed that they, they themselves cannot believe if as i stand here i don't even know what is in me Because that pastor was genuinely serving God. Because as for evil, we all have it in us. Genuinely knew that he had given himself to God. Just like me. Ladies and gentlemen, it is on this basis that I'm, I, am, I am submitting to you that it is in your own interest to begin your love life. Your what? Yes, because when I say your love life, it means something in another way. But, but when I say your love life, it's your, your love work, the, thing, the things you love. When I say your love life, you are going to grow up soon loving cars. Loving a house on the beach. Loving a boy. N- not boys. The, the person you will love, you will marry. You have to love him. Do, do you love somebody now? Let me move away. I'm saying that very soon. Oh, I should stop the preaching. I, should I stay here? Lady, should I stay here? I, why should I stand? Lady, show me why I should stand. I should stand here. I'm standing here. Lady, I'm here. Thank you. I should enjoy myself. Thank you very much. I'm enjoying myself. Very soon. We'll see you marrying. And you'll be in a hotel with your husband. And we will not believe that you are capable of the things we, we, we are hearing in the next room. Before you start your love life. Some of you are suddenly going to, you are a science student, you are suddenly going to stop loving science. And you want to do business. I mean, study business. Accounting, accounts, and so on. But you are a science student. We, we, have, we have different things we love. Somebody is working now. You are being paid. Suddenly, you won't feel like going to that work again. But starting your own business. That's your love life. Now, because of our complex nature. And the evil that is in us. Your love life, 98, 99% of the time, is going to lead you into disasters. The things you love. The appetites in you, which are also pre-programmed genetically. There's an appetite for the age 50s, 60s, 30s, 20s. Because of your love life, which just means that because of the things you are going to be choosing to like, you're going to choose him instead of him. You like him as your best friend. But you had the chance to have him as your best friend. What makes you choose 
him instead of this person. It's your love life. What you love. Now, your evil nature makes you helpless in the face of corruption. That no matter the church services you've attended, no matter the quiet time you've had, no matter the singing you've sung, that you, you, are, you are so capable of loving useless things that the first thing you need to love and love properly is God. Because that love, loving God, is what is going to guide you to love every other thing. And I'm going to show you just one way. I'll take it again. If you don't love God first, don't trust yourself. Don't trust yourself. If a man doesn't love God and he sees you, and he loves you, genuinely loves you. You can see that he genuinely loves you. Don't trust his love. Because he doesn't love God, take it that what he has chosen is a wrong choice for him. Because he doesn't know what is right. Your capacity to love the right things is directly dependent on your capacity to love God. Anybody who doesn't love God first. That's why it is the great and first commandment. Loving God. Because when, when you have successfully loved God, then you can love a woman. Then you can love a friend. Then you can love a job. But if you've not loved God first, your love for a job is spurious. Spurious. All I'm saying is that don't trust yourself. If you've not loved God, if you've not mastered how to love God, don't trust even the job you are doing. Don't trust the woman you have chosen to marry. Because you are, you, there's so much evil in you that you are not capable of choosing the right thing. So, 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 so for Jesus, he had to, he, he, he because, because, because he came through a human being, he needed a special diet of honey and butter to be able to choose what is right and refuse what is good. And I'm quoting Isaiah 7, 14 and 15. He needed something special. Before he could choose what was right. Because you see, it is not as simple as seeing what is right. Most people will not even know what is right. Let alone choose what is right. People are choosing, pastors are choosing the wrong attitudes. Reverends are doing the wrong things because we are so evil that you must not, you must not be impressed by a pastor's title. In his choices. He feels so strongly convinced about what he's doing. But everybody looking at him is wondering whether he's in his right mind. 
That is why your greatest and your first love should not be your pastor. Should not be to sing for God. Your first love should be to love God. The first. So that church of, in Macedonia in 2 Corinthians 8, they, they, they give themselves to God first before they give themselves to Paul. Never. Can I see verse 3? Verse 5. And this they did. Not as we hoped. But first, they gave themselves to the Lord. That's the person I want to be with me. Anybody I sense doesn't love God, I'm afraid of the person. You must never allow anybody around you who doesn't love God first. So, so this guy, these guys, they give themselves to the Lord first before they loved Paul. He said, they gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us. So before they came to give themselves to the pastors, they had already given themselves to God. The person to like, the person to allow around you is the person who has given himself to the Lord. First. Always lovers of God are the right choice. You will never go wrong with a person who loves God. I'm advising you girls because sometimes young girls have nothing in their heads except soap bubbles. Soap bubbles. Yes. See there. You see, you wonder what is in their heads. You may not know much, but make sure a person has passed the God test before you give yourself to him. Otherwise, you will cry one day in your room. Only God. And I'm very happy I'm talking to young guys. Most of you here, you all, in fact, the rest of your life can be summarized into choices. You are going to be choosing which school, which JHS, which SHS, which university, which course, which job, which to marry, who to be your friend, who to be your counselor. I mean, from now on, it's just choosing. And it is only God who helps you to be on the track of right choices all the time. It's your love for God. When God is intact, if you have loved the Lord, then your choices are right and reasonable and sensible. And if you will sit down, I'll give you just one reason. And that reason is in chapter 10 of this book. It said, if you love the Lord, you will keep only one master. The reason why if you love the Lord, First, your other choices will be trustworthy choices. Is that loving God when you give yourself? First of all, there's another chapter in this book which says, If you love the Lord, you will marry Him. It's in this book. If you love the Lord, you so I'm combining chapter number uh, nine 
Oh, they are even very, they, 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 are, they are contiguous chapters. Chapter 9 is, if you love the Lord, you will marry him. 10, if you love the Lord, keep only one master. There is something about loving God that makes you incapable of straying away. You see, number one is that when you love God, it's just like a marital relationship. Many of these guys who are married wearing rings, if they were not married at this age, they would have been having many, many, many difficulties with women. Even as you are married, we are still struggling. But, but let's, 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 let's leave it. I'm, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm just saying that you may not know what has happened to you because of the woman you have married. She, that, that woman has actually stabilized your life. First of all, because of her around you, the, the, the snakes and the witches and the crocodiles have a little breakwater to overcome. Oh, of course. I know girls who don't care whether you are married or married. I mean, if, if you are married, they will make your wife her friend first. She will make your wife her friend first before she comes for you. But I'm just saying, listen to me. You see, when you marry, when a man is married to a very large extent, not, not generally, this one is a very weak example I'm giving. But I'm about to give a strong one. The weak example I'm giving is marriage. It's weak because we don't respect marriage. Jesus said, but from the beginning, it was not so. He said, Moses gave a bill of divorce because of the hardness of your heart. But the, from the beginning, divorcing wasn't part of the discussions. In when you marry, you lock yourself. This is Bishop Edwin Ogo preaching. Stay tuned. Do you sense an urgency to pray? Is there a burden to wage war spiritually through intense intercession? Then join the online army on the Church in Your House Facebook page this and every Saturday at 4 a.m. Remember, the Facebook address is The Church in Your House with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. This and every Saturday dawn at 4 a.m. Every knee will bow to the power of prayer. When a man marries, his tendencies for indiscretions are significantly attenuated. <laughs> His what? Tendencies for ind- generally for indiscretions are significantly what? Attenuated. I'm, I, I'm saying that marriage for a man, marriage 
generally, generally, marriage peters down. It does what? It peters down. Your sexual inclinations. I'm not saying generally. I'm not saying that everywhere. There are many married men who don't care about it. But generally, yes, there is a petering down. Yes. Peter is a verb. And it's also a name. It does what? It peters down your tendencies. So it's good to lock yourself. But I'm saying it is weak because many of us are married to God, but you are adulterous. In addition to God, you have married your money, you've married your job, you've married your beauty, you've married your, 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 your education. Many of you are married to many things. God is just one of your girlfriends. But the big one is if you love the Lord, keep only one master. Master! I need you to please turn your Bibles with me to Luke 16. Luke 16. Verse number 13. So I'm, I'm, I'm quickly backing out of the marriage. Because it's not as strong as it was supposed to be. What you are calling marriage now is not what the original one was. The big one is Jesus as master. Which also has been watered down. So listen very carefully. Why loving God puts you in a position where Jesus is your master. And if he's your master, you cannot go wrong. I'm going to explain myself to you. And the opening scripture is Luke 16. Now, before we read Luke 16, I want to say to you, and you need to hear me, this is a very important, very important point you need to know before you approach the Bible. That the Bible we are using now, certain aspects are corrupted. So if you follow it, you may think you are working with God. Because the Bible was not originally written in English. Are you listening to me? It was written in other languages. Now, the original language in which the New Testament was written was Greek. Because one of the biggest teachings in the Bible we can't find it anymore in the Bible one of the biggest teachings in the Bible is that when you get born again Jesus should be your master have you heard anybody pray such prayer Lord I make you my master my Lord, my Savior. You, you, you've heard it before? Now, I'm going to explain something to you. Listen very carefully. It will help your life. One of the biggest teachings you should know about 
in your relationship with God is that by being born again, you are a slave to God. You are a slave. Now, there is hardly any Bible that uses the word slave. Hardly any Bible. So you see mistakes like this. Wherever there is slave, can you? I want to teach you something before you go home. The word servant, if you look at Jesus, he spoke to his disciples. He said, I call you, John 15, 15. He said, henceforth, I call you not servants. Not say, not so. I call you not servants. John 15, verse 15. He says, henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. Now, that word servant there should not be there. The Greek word that is used. So, so you don't find the word slave. A lot in the Bible because slavery is not something people want to associate themselves with. But the word there for servant is doulos, which does not mean servant, it means a slave. A slave. When you come, so if you go back now to John. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, Luke 16, 13. Said, no servant can serve two masters. Now, it's not true because we know that servants serve two masters. There are many servants who serve two masters. There are, there are people who come to your house to wash. They go to the next house to wash. Your gardener also does, maybe he's even a driver somewhere. Oh, yeah. he, he drives some of this Uber. Then once a week he comes to do gardening. So serving, you can have a servant who serves two masters. So this sentence is not wholly practical. Do you know why? Because the real word that should be there should be a slave. When you say a slave, then we know that a slave cannot have two masters. There is no slave. Because a slave is bought. It's like you have bought your chair. Anything you have bought is yours. I don't share this iPad with two with somebody else. It's mine. 
no slave. So you hear Paul always talking about you have been bought with a price. You are not your own. You are not your own. A lot of servants are their own. There are many servants who can tell that I, I can't work after 10 p.m. There are servants who say that I can work only on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturday evenings. A lot of servants are their own. In 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, look at verse 19. If the computer will allow you to find verse 19. New King James Version. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Who is in you? Don't you know? And that you are not your own. Tell your neighbor, you are not your own. own. Then he goes on in verse 20. And says, you were bought. You don't buy a servant. If somebody is serving you in your house. The reason why Dobson can arrest you is that you've not bought him. You don't buy a servant. But you buy. You buy a slave. That's why we have got. Even, even, even in West Africa. We have got uh, 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 um, um, French names. And Brazilian names. And uh, the, we have Fritas here. We have uh, Vanderpoel here. And uh, uh, what? Thompson here. All these are English words. Akins. Peters. There's no tree word called Peters. That is why they could give you their names. Because when you've bought something, it's for you. Yes. This, this, this tablet in my hand, I can crush it. Now, let's end. You are a slave of God. When you love God first, you become a slave and he becomes your master. Now, when you are a slave, you so belong to the master that you are his own. Your problems are your master's problems. Where you sleep is your master's problem. What a slave eats is a, is a master's problem. What a servant eats is not my problem because I have paid him to, for the month. You don't pay a slave. Hello? I said a slave is not paid. A slave is bought. And you give him food. You give him a wooden cabin. You give him whatever. You, I mean, a slave is different from a servant. And the reason why you are safe. When you make Jesus Christ your master. Is that. He becomes your own. Or you become his own. And he doesn't allow you. You can't, you can't be a slave of Jesus and be smoking Indian hemp. Because your master, a slave doesn't have any rights. You don't sleep when you want to. The master tells you when to sleep. A slave doesn't wear what he wants to wear. The master gives you his old clothes. Thank God that our master is not a wicked slave master. 
but is a lover of our souls. He died for us. He cares for us. That is why when you love him and you give yourself to him, he takes over your life and ensures that your decisions are the right decisions. You cannot be a slave of Christ and fall in love with a fool. Because your master will put that fool away from, the, from your room. But the one who doesn't love God. Like some of you are in the church. You are in relationships with unbelievers. And nobody can stop you. Because you see, loving God makes you a slave of God. And he becomes your master. That is why I was traveling abroad. He told me. You can't go. That was the end. A I'm a slave. But some of you, if you get a visa and a passport and a ticket, that is what will guide you. And not your master because he is not really, I mean, you are here because you don't have a visa. If you get a visa, the visa will be your master. A slave is the one who has got his lunch. Kenke, fried fish, and pepper in the room, but he can't eat. He can't eat. That's a slave. Because his master wants him to fast till 6 p.m. But if you are not a slave and you are on your own, you eat when you want to eat. Is there? Your body is not your own. These words are not used for Christians. Or, it's a slave. These are slavery terminologies. Slavery. You've been bought. Many of you girls, not many, some of you girls here. Your body is your own. If you want to have sex, you decide you have sex. But there's another girl who's a slave. But the feelings are there. But she will not, she will not hand over herself because her master doesn't want him, want her to have sex. So those whose master is Jesus, their choices are always right. Because Jesus will not lead you into a wrong choice. Jesus will tell you, do this, and you do it. His word will tell you, do the, I'm saying that when you love the Lord, you become a slave. Loving God leads you to become a slave. Can you have an American passport and still live in Ghana? It's a difficult question also. No, just imagine that you have an American passport. Because, because the American passport then takes over God and becomes your master. So what God says to you does not matter anymore. It's the green passport that determines what you want to do. But there's a generation of Christians we are looking for who love God so much that it is what God says they do. If God says, don't marry that boy, she will not marry. If God says, don't go near that girl. If God says anything God says because he's a slave, he doesn't do it. So many of you are pseudo slaves. A servant is a pseudo slave. You have two masters. But God, if you love him, 
he will never allow you to love something else. Yeah. So he says, you shall have no idol beside me. He wants nothing. If you, if you have God in your life, he, does, he will never allow you to have another God by, his, by him. Because he's your master. You are a slave. Go, go and do research and find out if there was ever a slave who had two masters. As you sit here, your next move, who will determine it? Who will determine who you are going to marry? The man you will marry. Who, 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 who will determine whether it's right or wrong? You will determine because you are your own. But there's another girl. God's word will determine. Her pastor will determine. Something beyond her. Because she has, she has surrendered. So, so we use those words. Surrender. Servants don't surrender. She's serving you for a fee. Pay me. That's all. A slave is not paid. You are going to marry soon. Should you stay in Ghana? Should you go to America? There's a chance to live in France. And the chance to go to Dodoa. Yeah. I, I, I had a chance to be in either Colorado or Matayeko. But because I am a slave, see, I myself, I, if I was, I was actively doing my things to go. But my master said, I've not seen you do these things. You say you are going to where? America. Sit in Ghana. May there be another power which comes only through love. When you love God, he becomes your master. May God, see some of you, if you don't allow, sometimes your pastor saying, we are having a meeting, we are having a crusade, move from the choir to the, the access, and go and do this by center. It is God at work. It's God moving you. I've read testimonies of instructions I gave since my birthday. I've been reading testimonies of instructions I gave people. I thought that I was a pastor building a church and I would say, do this, don't go here. Not knowing that it was God leading them to their destinies or away from evil. Many of them. Because not knowing that, because if God is your master, the person God sends your life also equally takes over that role. But many of you are not subject to your pastor. That is why I will end by saying that many of you, your choices will lead to your downfall. Who you are going to marry? If God is your master, he will not allow you to choose a girl only just because of her, the size of her breast or her tie or her smile. No, the Bible, which represents God, has many more powerful things, more powerful than ties. Mm-hmm. But you are your own. And your own, you are just like your grandfather who also lied women. So what you don't know is that what you are moving to, your grandfather would have moved to that and his blood is in you. Yes, but when you love God, a bigger power takes over your grandfather, your dead grandfather's influence. That is why we love God. He takes over. He blocks the power of social media. He blocks the power because we are slaves. He blocks the power of pornography. 
Who doesn't want to go to uh, 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 pornography.com? Are you the only one with airtime? But my master will not allow me. My master will not allow me. But you are your own. So you can choose what you want to do. I can have meetings here, call pastors, say, I won't come. I cannot imagine my pastor calling me for a meeting. Even when he has not called me, I'm going for the meeting. Because I'm a slave to my pastor. I am a slave. If I get a call now that he's looking for me, I'll, I'll put the microphone down and go. Because a slave will stop whatever he's doing because his master has called him. My pastor is my master. But you have a choice between your pastor and your own ideas. Move on, baby. Go on. Watch yourself. As you are going on, keep watching yourself. As, as you are going on, as you are doing your own things, doing, going where you want to go, doing what you want to go. I know I have had church members who have successfully obliterated my influence in them, over them. In fact, there's no, no communication. They break communication before they start doing what they want to do. I have names. But keep watching. Because you are not capable. Jeremiah 10 says, you cannot lead yourself. You can't lead yourself. You can't lead yourself. It's not in you to lead yourself. Somebody must lead you. Jesus told Peter in John 21, so when you are mature, you stretch your hand and somebody will hold you and lead you where you don't want to go. But many of you are doing what you want to do. You give your body to who you want to give your body to. You give your time to who you want to give your time to. Your Bible can be on the left and you are reading Facebook and no voice can tell you to read your Bible because you are your own. You read the Bible when you want to read your Bible. You wake up when you want to wake up. Nothing can wake you up. And because of that, you don't see God's hand. I told Shine Service, that a lot of the things, the Daniel and the David and all the things they saw, the powerful testimonies in the Bible, you can't have them because what they were to God, you are not to God. Daniel was a slave to God. You are not a slave to God. The king of the country he was in said, nobody should pray. Now, he is also a slave to God and his Jehovah says, you must pray three times a day. You yourself ask me, who should he obey? His, his master or a king in town. Who would you obey if you were a slave? You obey your master. But if it were you, you would obey your, your, your logic and your common sense. So he was kneeling down praying when he was arrested. Can you put up some 91? That is if your computer will allow you. Verse 15. King James. Verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me. (laughs) The people he delivers are not just Christians sitting in churches. 
by people who have set the alarm. You see, once again, setting is like, it's like radio, FM, tuning. You cannot hear what is going on in 94.3 when you have tuned to 99.7. Yes. Once you have tuned to 101.3 BBC, you can never hear what is in 95.4. Or 95.4. When you set, there's no fan that can give speed 2 and speed 3 at the same time. Once you press speed 2, it means that speed 3 is cut off. When you set your love on God, it means that you are no longer available to the betting company, to your former boyfriend, in fact, to your own feelings. You are not available. And Daniel, the king said it. He said, if we catch you, we'll kill you. But his master has spoken. That's a slave. So who should he obey? His master. So he went to kneel down. In kneeling down to pray, he was caught. And they threw him in the fiery furnace. In the what? Lions then. What happened to him? The lions ate him. What happened? The Lord shut the mouth. But you, if you enter, if you enter a, a lion's den, the Lord will not shut because he shuts the mouth of lions that are about to eat people who have set their love on him. And when he checked his list, you have not set your love on him. You are betting, you are fooling, you come to church when you want. In fact, you are your own. Many of you may never see the hand of God in your life till you die at 102. Accept his message. Look at it. Agree with me. Many of you, you will not see deliverance. Look, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Look at your life. Begging. Struggling. Your life is just the life of your family tree. Poor. So poor, living in huts, kiosks, you can't break out because you will not even submit yourself to your pastor. Some of you living in kiosks, if you are to submit yourself to your pastor, he would have found you a better place a human being can stay because the masters have to live in kiosks. If you love the Lord, he will deliver you. If you don't love the Lord, he won't deliver you. He won't set you on high. 15, look at verse 15. Verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. What was the last time your prayers were answered? Because God is not a fool. You can't love something else and then use God as an, as an emergency tie. As a spare tie. You are loving something else. You are loving yourself. You are loving some boy. You are loving your job. Since you got that job, we can't get you to be a basenta leader. But some have got the same job. But because God is their master, they have managed to still serve God. So when they call, he will answer. A lot of testimonies. This book should be in your library. Because if you throw this book away, you are left with yourself and what your bloodline has for you. What your genes have for you. So you'll be here. Maybe he has, he has armed robbery in him. 
Help me, Baba. I may be a big time armed robber. I may be a drug dealer. As I stand here, there may be drugs in me to do drugs. But the love I have for God is what spares me the ravages of these evils. And so long as I love God, I may appear to be as a clean pastor. But it is when I stop loving God that you will see who I really am. Those of you who marry, who beloved those, and your beloved cannot even attend church meetings. You want to have him. Have him. I'm sending you out of here. Go and love God. Love God so that you will be his slave. So that he will, if you are God's slave, he will only give you the right thing. Love God so that he will, he will guide you into the right life. If God is your master, he will never stand there for you to marry somebody. He does. In fact, he chooses who you should marry. You don't come to tell him. Isaac didn't choose who he was to marry. His wife was chosen for him. But you are so wise. I told the girl, I said, you want to propose? He asked me, can I propose? A girl is asking me, can she propose? You may think I'm joking. She isn't here. I mean, it's, it's gone that bad. I mean, we are so much in charge of ourselves. In charge. God doesn't have, God doesn't determine the outcomes of most of your lives. If you get a job and you feel like taking the job, you will not seek counsel. You will not seek your pastor's consent. No. I've been here. There's nothing I've said that I can't give you names. That Francis likes you. You can feel that he's liking you. And you, you go and tell Bishop Kobe, I can send something. I, he has not said anything, but I just feel that he's showing interest. Say, hey, don't go near that boy. He's a homosexual. But you won't seek his counsel. It's when you have, he has proposed and you have responded and you have gone to a candlelit dinner, you've finished, you've cooked the relationship, that you present him to your pastor as your new beloved. What will he say? He will lay his hands and pray for you. Can you stand to your feet? You are not safe not loving God. You are not safe. There's too much evil in you to be able to choose your own steps. You are not safe. I will not marry a girl who has not given herself to God. No, no. So that's what 2 Corinthians 8 said. They give themselves to God. No wonder it said it was a wonderful church. A poor church that gives more than a rich church. They give themselves to the Lord. Can you lift your two hands? That you are going to learn to love God. If you love God, you will obey. These are the chapters. If you love God, you will love the brethren. You will love his house. I've never met anybody who, has, who loves a girl so much that, that, and, and yet doesn't know the girl's house. I'm here to find a guy who loves a girl and hasn't followed the girl to a house. Even just walking with her will lead you to a house. Lift your hands and pray that you'll be a lover. Yes, yes, a lover of God. Don't think too much about which keyboard you must play, which song you must sing. 
Which soul you must win? Do you love the Lord? If you love the Lord, you will love his word. Lift your hands. It's your it's your safety net to love the Lord. Once you lock yourself in God, every good thing in God comes to you. One of the chapters, if you love the Lord, you will love his messengers, of course. Bishop Dagwood Mills did not die to save me. He has not shed his blood to save me. But I am a slave of Christ. So if Christ sent him to me, then I am a slave to him. Anything he says I should do, I will do it. By the grace of God. And so help me God to be a slave. I'm not surprised that my life is the way it is. Lift your hands and pray. Big woman, lift your hands and pray that you be a slave. First class student at Assessi, lift your hands and pray that beyond your first class, God will be your master. Yes, 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 yes. I surrender my life to you, O God. A slave has no say. I said a slave has no say. A slave on the farm, the sugar plantation, cannot say, I'm going to see my friend off. I'm going to buy what he. Can God get you to do something you don't even want to do? No slave wants to be a slave. Oh, Makadaba, Li Imandaba, Lift your hands and pray. Rema Sunama, Maya, ya, 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 you see, one of the things about the Holy Spirit is that he's a person. And I taught you that he has an opinion. That's why Paul said, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to place no such, no heavier burden on you. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and then to us. So the Holy Spirit tells you, no! A slave, you don't wear what... Uh, ah, but even in the bank, do you wear what you want to wear? Bank. Ghana Bank. How much more a slave? The master determines every aspect. Whether you even sleep in the same room with your wife, it depends on him. Kai, 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 kai. But you want to be with your wife? God can't send you three weeks away from your wife. For it seemed good. That's why they did it. So in a sense, he was, he was a slave to the Holy Spirit. Let something be in charge of your life. For a change, my brother. You are wasting away. It seemed good. To the Holy Ghost. And to us. It seemed good. That's your life. 
seem good to the Holy Spirit. Your friends, is the Holy Spirit happy? If the Holy Spirit says, don't do it, it means you are a slave. Anybody who does something other than God or his agents, Holy Ghost is an agent. Your pastor is an agent. I'm teaching you to submit yourself to God as a slave would and watch how he would take over your life. One pastor in Nigeria was walking on water. He drowned. He drowned and died. Nigeria. He drowned. Big time pastor. Because the relationship between Jesus and God, he doesn't have it. How Jesus feared God. He is not fearing God that way. <laughs> ah, you don't get the point I'm making. She is relating with me in a certain way. And some things I'm doing for her. You want me to do the same for you. And you are not relating with me that way. What do you mean? It's, it's, it's madness. If you want what I'm doing for her, then do what she's also doing for me. You can't be on your own and expect me to give you the chocolate I've given her. So what God will, if I be a man of God, let fire come down. You to say it and see if fire will come down. Yeah. Because the sacrifices they made, you are not prepared. Because you are not a slave. They were slaves. Elijah, you say, turn left. He turns left. Go to the brook. Sit there. He sits there. Ravens are coming. He doesn't go and plant a, 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 a black purple. He's sitting there waiting for ravens. Till the ravens come. He has no... He, He's not eating. If it were you, you would have called your sister to bring you bottom butter. But he said, I'll send the ravens. And he sat there till ravens came to feed him. But you wouldn't. And you want to see the power God released into Elijah's life in your life. Ah, you must be out of your mind. Always ask yourself. How was this person to God? Before I'm praying that what God did for the person. One of my siblings went and saw my mother. And told my mother to also lay hands on him. And declared some declaration. And I said, it's not like that. He said, it's not like that. He said, your brother, he relates with me in a certain way. You don't. You see, it's, it's, it's like a mental condition. You should see Christians praying for a job. For protection. But it says, you have set your love on the bank. And you want God to do for you things that he does for people who have set their love on him. I can't, I can't understand it. Since you began school, we can't find you. And you want God to do for you what he has done for people who were going to school and were still available. What are you talking about? He ain't no fool, baby. He ain't no fool. You may be the fool. He ain't no fool. Elijah Nyamye! Hey! Do you know what you are saying? Lady, do you understand what you are saying? Elijah Nyamye. Jacob Nyamye. Hey! Do you really know how Jacob worked with God? Abraham Nyamye. Do you really understand what you are saying? 
Abraham Nyami should be your God. Oh, you are a mental patient. Do you know what Abraham did to see the power of God in Abraham's life? You are walking about casually. An unbeliever like you, calling yourself a Christian because you attend Makane Church on Sunday afternoon. Not even one drop of God. We can't take your phone and find a Bible even on your phone. Gospel music. You've got a compartment for pornography, a compartment for Nina. And you say, Abraham, Nyame. You are calling Abraham's God. Abraham's God. The people who call on Abraham's God must behave like Abraham. David Nyami. You better start rearranging. Go back to the Bible and see how people walk with God. In the book, the art of following. Bishop teaches the art of following Abraham, the art of following David. Read that one so you will know the God of Abraham. You don't do you are wearing yellow and black. You are calling Abraham. Do you know Abraham? come out of your house he came out he can't get you to really come out of wicked friends you are among if you love the Lord father we thank you yes Lord every eye closed every head bowed if you are here you are not born again i want to pray for you you are not born again you want to love the lord now you want to love the lord you want to love the lord you want to give yourself to the lord don't say pastor i want to give myself to you i want to give myself to the lord sorry pastor i want to surrender my life to god oh of course there's also a point you give yourself to the pastor it's in the bible only make sure he's a correct pastor even the preaching they preached they sat down and said the scriptures to see the things they thought were so I don't know what eh, eh. every eye closed and every head bowed you want to say pastor pray for me I want to be born again I want to give my life to Jesus if you are here you want me to pray with you to give your life to Jesus lift your hand I'm going to pray for you God bless you you want to love God lift your hand high above your head so I can see high just stretch your hand god bless you i see stretch your hand above your head i see i see i see if your hand is up if you raise your hand you want to make jesus your lord come to the front come to me take your bible your bag your phone and come come quickly god bless you God bless you. God bless you. Oh, clap for them as they are coming. Now, 
Please look at me, sir. Are you sure you want to switch to Jesus? It means you can't have the world. Have you seen any radio playing 99.7 and 94.3 at the same time? What you tune to means, see, by tuning to 99.7, you are saying that you don't want 92.7, 91.8. By coming forward to give your life to Jesus, you are saying that no more of the world. You can't have Jesus and the world. He will spit you out. Are you sure? Or you want to go back to your seat? Do you want to turn your switch to Jesus? It means that he can't be on anything else. If we agree, then lift your two hands. The whole church, join me and say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I'm switching my life to Jesus. I'm switching my life to Jesus. Oh God. Oh God. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. And wash my sins. And wash my sins. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. Many, many bad things. Many, many bad things. Please wash me. Please wash me. I have sinned. I have sinned. I have disobeyed. I have disobeyed. Please wash me. Please wash me. Please cleanse me. Please cleanse Please make me new. Please make me new. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Today, Today, I declare, I declare that I am born again. I am born again. I am a child of God. Say, I am a child of God. Today, I declare that I'm going to walk with you. I'll stay in church. I'll be planted in church. And I'll serve God all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. From today, by turning to you, I've turned my back to the world. No more of the world. No more sin. Only Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. No more world, only Jesus. And you see the pastor in the yellow dress. Can you turn and see? She's waving her hand. Ah, very good. She and her team are going to help you to walk with God, to know Jesus. So I want you to follow me. Let's go to our pastor. They are going to pray with you. They are going to talk to you and help you to do what is right. Oh, keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Lift up the bread. Say, this is the body of Jesus Christ. Say, this is the body of Jesus Christ. This is the body of Jesus Christ. Say, as I eat it, as I, eat it I receive the power I receive the of the power sacrifice of Jesus, of the sacrifice of Jesus into, my body. into my body. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. Of the cup. See, this is the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the blood of Jesus Christ. As I drink it, as I drink it, I receive the power. I receive the power of the cross. Of the cross into my life. Into my life. Into my body. Into my body. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. Drink it. Lift up your hands. Let's pray. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege to partake in the sacrifice. If you are sitting down, stand up. If you are sitting down, stand up, please. Everybody stand. We thank you for the privilege of partaking in your body and your blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated, please. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30pm on Saturdays, as well as 7.30am and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo on Facebook Live, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.